Last week, uh, we talked about spiritual disciplines. And we also touched on some few uh, things that we we felt like as Christians, we need to, uh, you know, to focus on. Because as Christians, we do have what you call the basic uh, Christian doctrines or the statement of faith. Things that we believe in as Christians. And those things, when we practice them, we're not doing them because we want to be saved. We do them because we are saved. God expects us to, to grow in our relationship with Him. When we practice spiritual disciplines, it does not make us become better Christians than other people. But we practice spiritual disciplines because we want to grow our relationship with God. So we have quite a number of spiritual disciplines that we need to practice or exercise as Christians. One of them is reading God's Word. When we read God's Word, it helps us to grow in our Christian walk. It helps us to understand God's Word and to grow in our relationship with Him also. Because there's no way you can live a Christian life without the Word of God. So we have to practice reading the Word of God and we'll get some time probably in the next few weeks to focus on it. What we are going to look at today is prayer. That's another uh, spiritual discipline that we need to focus on. Like I've said before, just because you practice spiritual disciplines, it does not make you a better Christian than another Christian. It simply means you want to grow your relationship with God. Just because you practice spiritual disciplines, you, you, you do not become much more of a child of God than other people. So it's very, very important that we practice spiritual disciplines for our own growth. The other one is the discipline of worship, where we worship God, to worship just to tell God who He is, you know, just to, just to worship Him, to tell Him how great He is, to tell Him that God, you are a great God, you, you are the creator of the universe, you created me, you created everybody and everything that we see, it's created by you, and you appreciate God, that's called worship. And that's what we need to practice as Christians, just to worship God. The other one is sharing the Word of God, or what you call evangelism. That's another discipline that we need to practice as Christians so that we can grow in our Christian life. The other one is saving. It's another spiritual discipline that we need to, to practice as Christians, you know, to, to save other people, to save other Christians, to save those that we work with, to save the people that we, we live with. It's another spiritual discipline that God wants us to uh, to be engaged in. The other one is a spiritual discipline of fasting. Fasting, it's it's like we, we, we stop doing other things temporarily, things that we usually do for the sake of spending time with God. Sometimes we can stop, let's say we say we do not eat breakfast, or we do not eat lunch, or you do not eat the whole day because you are in fasting. The time that you are supposed to, to be eating, you use that time to read the, the Word of God. You use that time to pray. So fasting does not mean starving yourself of hunger. Fasting means you spend that time that you were supposed to be eating, you spend that time with God. Maybe you can fast from watching TV and say, okay, this week, the whole week I will, not, I will not watch TV. The time that I was supposed to watch TV, I want to spend that time with God. I want to pray, you know, or I want to read the Word of God. So there are many ways or there are many things that we can fast as Christians. Another thing is, uh, you know, the, the discipline of meditation. The Word of God keeps on encouraging us to meditate on the Word of God, to think on the Word of God. You read the Word of God and spend some time meditating on it. Just be present, be silent also in the presence of God. Be still and know that I am God. The other one is journaling. Journaling simply means writing whatever God brings to your, uh, to your life, whatever God brings to your heart. You write it. Uh, you can get a book, you can get a journal, 
Or you can, these days you can even use either cell phones or you can use your laptop or you can use a tablet, you know, just to write, to journal everything that God is putting uh, on your heart as you read the Word of God. So that's what you call uh, journaling. So all these spiritual disciplines, we, we practice them just to grow our relationship with God, so that our relationship with God could grow. Let's look at John chapter 1, verse 12. I know we, we went through this before. But as many as received him, to them he gave them the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. So when we believe in Christ, when we accept Christ in our lives, we become the children of God. You don't become a child of God because you are baptized. You don't become a child of God because you are, you are fasting. You don't become the child of God because you attend uh, prayer meetings every day. No. You become a child of God because you accepted Christ in your life. But then for the relationship to grow, then you have to do something. You know, Romans chapter 8, 15 also emphasizes that, says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again uh, to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba simply means Father or Daddy. You know, it shows a close affection that we have with God. It close, I mean, it's a close relationship that we enjoy with God. When we are saved, we have a father-son relationship with God. It's very interesting that people will always say, how can God create us and all of us were the children of God? We're all created by God and he says he loves us. How can he send people to hell? There's no way God can do that. No, God does not send his children to hell. God sends the people who did not accept Christ to hell. All of us who are God's people, all of us, people who are saved, those who are not saved, they are also people, people of God. Those who, who deny Christ, even atheists, people who do not believe that there is God, they are also people of God. But only those who have accepted Christ in their hearts are children of God. So there is a distinction between children of God and people of God. All of us, we are God's people. But there is a subset of people within that community. And the subset of, uh, of that group is God's children. And God's children are those who have, have accepted Christ in their lives, who have accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So those are the children of God. So that's why we say once you accept Christ, you have what you call a father-son relationship. God is not just God to you. God is not just the creator of the universe to you. But God becomes your, your father. You have a father-child or father-son relationship. All relationships are growing. We are either growing towards or away from each other. When you are in a relationship with a person, when you are in a relationship with, uh, it could be your parent or it could be your children or it could be your spouse, it could be your, your wife or your husband, you know, any person that you have a relationship with, every day the relationship is growing. It's either you are growing towards each other or you are growing away from each other. So even with us, when you become a child of God, you can ask yourself, is my relationship with God growing? Am I growing towards God? Is my relationship growing towards God or I'm growing away from God? God wants us to grow closer to him every day. He wants us to draw nigh to him every day. And we do that through the spiritual disciplines. Like I said, today we're going to focus on the spiritual discipline of prayer. And sometimes I call that uh, communication. 
and that will start to make sense to you and you'll understand why I call prayer communication. God expects us to pray, and there are some few verses that we'll quickly go through uh, that shows that God wants us to pray. And when you get a chance, please go through them and read them. For example, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. The Bible says, and when you pray, I mean, when that's when Jesus wanted to teach uh, his disciples the Lord, what you call the Lord's Prayer. Although some people are saying, actually, that's not the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is in John chapter 17. That is our prayer. The prayer that says, Our Father who art in heaven, that is our prayer. In John chapter 17, that's when Jesus prayed for the church. That's when Jesus prayed for us. That is the Lord's Prayer. So another thing in, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, the next verse says, But when you pray, you know, all this, he says, when you pray, not if you pray, in case you get a chance to pray. No, he says, when you pray, which means you are expected to pray. Verse 7 says, and when you pray again, he keeps on emphasizing that prayer it should be part of your life. Let's look at verse 9. He says, this then is how you should pray. That's how you should pray. Not how you may pray, not in case. He says, you should pray. Shall, it's like, it's like a command. You know, it's going to happen. God expects us to, uh, to pray. Let's look at Luke chapter 11, verse 9. It says, So I ask you, ask, seek, and knock. So Jesus says we have to keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. You know, I like verse, uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 1. It says, Then Jesus told his disciples, They should always pray. So God expects us to pray. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to pray. What is to devote? When you say you are devoted to something, you are devoted to someone. In other words, that person becomes your priority. To devote simply means to make something your priority in life. What is your priority in life? What is it that you feel like you can put everything aside and focus on it? That is what you call devotion. God expects us to have devotion in our lives, to devote ourselves to prayer, devote ourselves to Him, communicate with Him every day. Let's look at what we mean by, uh, uh, by communicating with God. Like I said, we, God expects us, our relationship with Him to grow through prayer. Now, when you pray, don't approach God like He is Santa Claus. He's not interested in giving us stuff or giving us things. God wants to communicate and build a relationship with us. And that's a key to prayer. Prayer does not mean going to God or coming to God with a long list of what you want. Lord, I ask for money. Lord, I'm asking for a car. Lord, please bless me with a BMW. Lord, bless me with a big house. Lord, bless me. No, 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 no. That's not prayer. Prayer means communicating with God. Telling God what's on your heart. And God will share his heart with you also. And that's what we call prayer. You are growing your relationship with Him. You know, if you want to be a good leader, you have to read the Word of God. Because the Word of God, it has what we call a menu in our prayer. The Word of God, it, it will give us the menu of the things that we need to pray for. Because God does, let me put it this way, God does not respond to our prayer, but God responds to His Word. God does not respond to your prayer. He responds to his word. When we pray according to his word, God promises us that he will answer that prayer. So when we read the word of God, it prepares us for prayer. 
It's like when you go to a restaurant, maybe you go to Wimpy or you go to, I don't know, to Spare or to McDonald's, they will give you a menu. You cannot go to, uh, to Wimpy and you ask for something that's only served at Spare. They will tell you we don't have that in our menu. So the same thing with the word of God. When you pray, sometimes, sometimes God does not answer our prayers because we are asking outside the menu. We can only ask within the menu or what's on the menu when we read the word of God. When you read the word of God, then you get what God wants you to ask always when you pray. So he who reads will always lead. If you don't read, you won't lead or else you will mislead. Good leaders are good readers. We have to read the word of God so that we can be able to, to pray. Now, when you talk about prayer as communication, communication is a two-way process. Communication is a two-way process. In other words, one speaks, the other one listens. The other one listens, the other one speaks. And the other one also responds. Prayer is not whispering. So it, it does not matter whether you whisper to God. I mean, sometimes you, 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 you will condemn people who, who are whispering. Well, it's okay. Because he's communicating with God. You don't have to scream when you communicate with God. You don't have to shout when you communicate with God. Just because you are screaming or just because you are shouting or just because you are whispering, just because you are loud or just because you are not loud, it does not make a difference before God. The most important thing is communicating with God. Communicating with God. That's the most important thing. So we should not judge people by the type of prayer they offer to God. Just because somebody's prayer sounds religious, it does not make him more, commu uh, uh, more, more communicating better with God or connected with God than another person. As long as we pray within the will of God, God will respond to that prayer. So sometimes we feel like just because somebody's emotional, is shouting or is screaming, then God listens, he pays more attention to that prayer than somebody who is just communicating with God, just like I'm communicating with you now. It does not make a difference. The most important thing is your heart. Where is your heart in that prayer? You can't be screaming, but you find that it's only your voice that's screaming. It's not your, your heart. Your heart is not in there. So God wants us to communicate with him through prayer. God wants us to communicate with him through prayer. God wants us to communicate with him through prayer. Whether you are screaming or you are shouting, it does not make a difference as long as we are communicating with God. As long as we are communicating with God. Let's go to the next one. Let's look at communication. Let's look at uh, communication. Let's look at communication. Communication is a two-way process. Communication is a two-way process. Now, in communication, that's where we have one speaking and the other one listening. One speaking and the other one listening. So, if you look at this process, we may have one person like, like somebody in the left and the other one on the right. The one on the left, they will spend, they, I mean, they will send a message. They will send a message. When they send a message or when you communicate with somebody who is on the other side, 
that person must be able to understand what you are saying. And that's what we call uh, decoding. De decode the message. It means you understand what the other person is saying. And when the person has decoded the message and understood the message, then they are able to interpret the message and they are able to send back the response or what you call feedback. What you call feedback. So that's what you call communication. For, for you to be able to communicate, one person has to listen, the other person has to speak. And as you speak, you must speak the language that the, the other person understands. It, it, it is useless if I speak Greek to you and you speak English. You don't understand what I'm saying or I don't understand what you are saying. We can't call that communication. So for, for you to be able to decode the message, I must speak the language that you understand. Now in prayer, the, the language that God understands is His word. So when we pray, we have to speak God's word. We have to speak what God wants us to speak. So you have to read the word of God. You have to read the Bible so you can understand what God wants you to, to speak to Him. And when you speak to God, God in turn will speak back to you. So here we have the one who sends out the message and the other one who receives the message and decode the message. And after understanding what you are saying, they send back the feedback. They send back the response to you. So it's very, very important for us to understand that God will always respond to our prayers only if we speak his word. Now, if you look at that, uh, we also may also have what we call noise, you know, outside our conversation. We may have other things that are making noise. It could be a car moving outside, or we have, might be in the middle of the in the uh, in the middle of the crowds. It could be maybe we are at the mall or anywhere we are. There could be some noise, and that can also disturb our communication. But we have to stay focused. Now, noise in our case of prayer, anything that disturbs you, anything that uh, that acts as an excuse for, for us not to pray. That is noise. I'm too tired. I cannot do it. I cannot make it. I'm not in a good mood. I cannot. You know, all those are noises that the devil will always bring into our lives so that we cannot pray. But God wants us to pray even in the middle of the noise. God wants us to pray even when there is noise. So it's very, very important to understand that we should not allow any noise. We should not allow anything to stop us from communicating with our Father or communicating with God. Once the relationship is built, the rest will follow. You know, if you look at uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, God wants us to focus on building a relationship with His kingdom. He says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other what? Things. Underline the word things. 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 Most of the things. In most cases, when we pray, we pray for things. He says those things will be added to you. Focus on building the relationship. Once the relationship is built, the rest will follow. So we must focus on building our relationship with God. Like I said, when you pray, prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. You speak to God and God speaks back to you. How does God speak back to us? You know, if you look at Psalm 46 verse 10, he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So at some point you have to pray, but then you reach a point where you keep quiet and be still and listen to God. 
let God speak back to you. Because in most cases, we just go before God. God asks you to help me. God asks you to, to give me the money. God asks you to help me with the scholarship. I pray that you bless me, Lord, with the house. I pray that, Lord, you heal me. You heal my leg. Heal my stomach. Heal me, Lord. I pray that you bless my children. Amen. Then we go. And God says, but I want to speak back to you. I want to speak back to you. We have to spend some time. Just be quiet in the presence of God and say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. Because prayer, it's communication. It's a dialogue between me, between the father and the son, between the father and the daughter. That's what we call communication. That's what we call prayer. So after you finish praying, give God a chance to speak back to you. Just be, pres be, be quiet in the presence of God and allow God to speak back to you. Amen? So may God help us as we understand the discipline of prayer. May God help us to be more communicating with our Father and understand that prayer is the communication between us as His children and Him as our Father because we have a relationship with Him. Spiritual disciplines, they help us to grow our relationship with Him. Then we start to hear Him more. We start to understand Him more. As you continue to pray and communicate with Him, then you become more and more uh, sensitive to His Spirit and God will always speak to you. Amen? Last week, uh, we talked about spiritual disciplines. And we also touched on some few uh, things that we, we felt like as Christians, we need to, uh, you know, to focus on. Because as Christians, we do have what we call the basic uh, Christian doctrines or the statement of faith. Things that we believe in as Christians. And those things, when we practice them, we are not doing them because we want to be saved. We do them because we are saved. God expects us to, to grow in our relationship with Him. When we practice spiritual disciplines, it does not make us become better Christians than other people. But we practice spiritual disciplines because we want to grow our relationship with God. So we have quite a number of spiritual disciplines that we need to practice or exercise as Christians. One of them is reading God's Word. When we read God's Word, it helps us to grow in our Christian walk. It helps us to understand God's word and to grow in our relationship with him also. Because there's no way you can live a Christian life without the word of God. So we have to practice reading the word of God and we'll get some time probably in the next few weeks to focus on it. What we are going to look at today is prayer. That's another uh, spiritual discipline that we need to focus on. Like I've said before, just because you practice spiritual disciplines, it does not make you a better Christian than another Christian. It simply means you want to grow your relationship with God. Just because you practice spiritual disciplines, you, you, you do not become much more of a child of God than other people. So it's very, very important that we practice spiritual disciplines for our own growth. The other one is the discipline of worship, where we worship God, to worship just to tell God who He is, you know, just to, just to worship Him, to tell Him how great He is, to tell Him that God, you are a great God, you, you are the creator of the universe, you created me, you created everybody and everything that we see. It's created by you. And you appreciate God. That's called worship. And that's what we need to practice as Christians, just to worship God. The other one is sharing the word of God, or what you call evangelism. That's another discipline that we need to practice as Christians so that we can grow in our Christian life. The other one is saving. It's another spiritual discipline that we need to, to practice as Christians, you know, to, to save other people, to save other Christians to serve those that we work with, to serve the people that we, we live with. It's another spiritual discipline that God wants us to, 
to be engaged in. The other one is a spiritual discipline of fasting. Fasting, it's, it's like we, we, we stop doing other things temporarily, things that we usually do for the sake of spending time with God. Sometimes we can stop, let's say we say we do not eat breakfast, or we do not eat lunch, or we do not eat the whole day because you are in fasting. The time that you are supposed to, to be eating, you use that time to read the, the Word of God. You use that time to pray. So fasting does not mean starving yourself of hunger. Fasting means you spend that time that you were supposed to be eating, you spend that time with God. Maybe you can fast from watching TV. You say, okay, this week, the whole week, I will, not, I will not watch TV. The time that I was supposed to watch TV, I want to spend that time with God. I want to pray, you know, or I want to read the Word of God. So there are many ways or there are many things that we can fast as Christians. Another thing is, uh, you know, the, the discipline of meditation. The Word of God keeps on encouraging us to meditate on the Word of God, to think on the Word of God. You read the Word of God and spend some time meditating on it. Just be present, be silent also in the presence of God. Be still and know that I am God. The other one is journaling. Journaling simply means writing whatever God brings to your, uh, to your life, whatever God brings to your heart. You write it. Uh, you can get a book, you can get a journal, or you can, these days you can even use either cell phones or you can use your laptop or you can use a tablet, you know, just to write, to journal everything that God is putting uh, on your heart as you read the Word of God. So that's what you call uh, journaling. So all these spiritual disciplines, we, we practice them just to grow our relationship with God, so that our relationship with God could grow. Let's look at John chapter 1, verse 12. I know we, we went through this before. But as many as received him, to them he gave them the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. So when we believe in Christ, when we accept Christ in our lives, we become the children of God. You don't become a child of God because you are baptized. You don't become a child of God because you are, you are fasting. You don't become the child of God because you attend a prayer meetings every day. No. You become a child of God because you accepted Christ in your life. But then for the relationship to grow, then you have to do something. You know, Romans chapter 8, 15 also emphasizes that, says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again uh, to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba simply means Father or Daddy. You know, it shows a close affection that we have with God. It close, I mean, it's a close relationship that we enjoy with God. When we are saved, we have a father-son relationship with God. It's very interesting that people will always say, how can God create us and all of us were the children of God, we're all created by God and he says he loves us, how can he send people to hell? There's no way God can do that. No, God does not send his children to hell. God sends the people who did not accept Christ to hell. All of us who are God's people, all of us, People who are saved, those that are not saved, they are also people, people of God. Those who, who deny Christ, even atheists, people who do not believe that there is God, they are also people of God. But only those who have accepted Christ in their hearts are children of God. So there is a distinction between children of God and people of God. All of us, we are God's people. But there is a subset of people within that community. And the subset of, uh, of that group is God's children. And God's children are those who have accepted Christ in their lives, who have accepted Christ as their personal Lord 
and Savior. So those are the children of God. So that's why we say once you accept Christ, you have what you call a father-son relationship. God is not just God to you. God is not just the creator of the universe to you. But God becomes your, your father. You have a father-child or father-son relationship. All relationships are growing. We are either growing towards or away from each other. When you are in a relationship with a person, when you are in a relationship with, uh, it could be your parent or it could be your children or it could be your spouse, it could be your, your wife or your husband, you know, any person that you have a relationship with, every day the relationship is growing. It's either you are growing towards each other or you are growing away from each other. So even with us, when you become a child of God, you can ask yourself, is my relationship with God growing? Am I growing towards God? Is my relationship growing towards God or I'm growing away from God? God wants us to grow closer to Him every day. He wants us to draw nigh to Him every day. And we do that through the spiritual disciplines. Like I said, today we're going to focus on the spiritual discipline of prayer. And sometimes I call that uh, communication. And that will start to make sense to you and you'll understand why I call prayer communication. God expects us to pray. And there are some few verses that we'll quickly go through uh, that shows that God wants us to pray. And when you get a chance, please go through them and read them. For example, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. The Bible says, and when you pray, I mean, when that's when Jesus wanted to teach uh, his disciples the Lord, what you call the Lord's Prayer. Although some people are saying, actually, that's not the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is in John chapter 17. That is our prayer. The prayer that says, Our Father who art in heaven. That is our prayer. In John chapter 17, that's when Jesus prayed for the church. That's when Jesus prayed for us. That is the Lord's Prayer. So another thing in, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, the next verse says, But when you pray, you know, all this, he says, when you pray, not if you pray, in case you get a chance to pray. No, he says, when you pray, which means you are expected to pray. Verse 7 says, and when you pray again, he keeps on emphasizing that prayer it should be part of your life. Let's look at verse 9. He says, this then is how you should pray. That's how you should pray. Not how you may pray, not in case. He says, you should pray. Shall, it's like, it's like a command. You know, it's going to happen. God expects us to, uh, to pray. Let's look at Luke chapter 11, verse 9. He says, So I ask you, ask, seek, and knock. So Jesus says we have to keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. You know, I like verse, uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 1. He says, Then Jesus told his disciples, They should always pray. So God expects us to pray. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says, devote yourselves to pray. What is to devote? When you say you are devoted to something, you are devoted to someone. In other words, that person becomes your priority. To devote simply means to make something your priority in life. What is your priority in life? What is it that you feel like you can put everything aside and focus on it? That is what you call devotion. God expects us to have devotion in our lives, to devote ourselves to prayer, devote ourselves to Him, communicate with Him every day. Let's look at what we mean by, uh, uh, by communicating with God. Like I said, we, God expects us, 
our relationship with him to grow through prayer. Now, when you pray, don't approach God like he is Santa Claus. He's not interested in giving us stuff or giving us things. God wants to communicate and build a relationship with us. And that's a key to prayer. Prayer does not mean going to God or coming to God with a long list of what you want. Lord, I ask for money. Lord, I'm asking for a car. Lord, please bless me with a BMW. Lord, bless me with a big house. Lord, bless me. No, 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 no. That's not prayer. Prayer means communicating with God. Telling God what's on your heart. And God will share his heart with you also. And that's what we call prayer. You are growing your relationship with him. You know, if you want to be a good leader, you have to read the word of God. Because the word of God, it has what we call a menu in our prayer. The word of God, it, it will give us the menu of the things that we need to pray for. Because God does, let me put it this way. God does not respond to our prayer but God responds to his word. God does not respond to your prayer. He responds to his word. When we pray according to his word, God promises us that he will answer that prayer. So when we read the word of God, it prepares us for prayer. It's like when you go to a restaurant, maybe you go to Wimpy or you go to, I don't know, to Spare or McDonald's, they will give you a menu. You cannot go to, uh, to Wimpy. And you ask for something that's only served at spare. They will tell you we don't have that in our menu. So the same thing with the word of God. When you pray, sometimes, sometimes God does not answer our prayers because we are asking outside the menu. We can only ask within the menu or what's on the menu when we read the word of God. When you read the word of God, then you get what God wants you to ask always when you pray. So he who reads will always lead. If you don't read, you won't lead or else you will mislead. Good leaders are good readers. We have to read the word of God so that we can be able to, to pray. Now when you talk about prayer as communication, communication is a two-way process. Communication is a two-way process. In other words, one speaks, the other one listens. The other one listens, the other one speaks. And the other one also responds. Prayer is not whispering. So it, it does not matter. Whether you whisper to God, I mean, sometimes you you you, you will condemn people who, who are whispering. Well, it's okay, because he's communicating with God. You don't have to scream when you communicate with God. You don't have to shout when you communicate with God. Just because you are screaming, or just because you are shouting, or just because you are whispering, just because you are loud, or just because you are not loud, it does not make a difference before God. The most important thing is communicating with God. Communicating with God. That's the most important thing. So we should not judge people by the type of prayer they offer to God. Just because somebody's prayer sounds religious, it does not make him more, uh, uh, more, more communicating better with God or connected with God than another person. As long as we pray within the will of God, God will respond to that prayer. So sometimes we feel like just because somebody is emotional, is shouting or is screaming, then God listens, he pays more attention to that prayer than somebody who is just communicating with God, just like I'm communicating with you now. It does not make a difference. The most important thing is your heart. Where is your heart in that prayer? You can be screaming, but you find that it's only your voice that's screaming. 
It's not your, your heart. Your heart is not in there. So God wants us to communicate with him through prayer. God wants us to communicate with him through, through prayer. God wants us to communicate with him through, through prayer. Whether you are screaming or you are shouting, it does not make a difference as long we are communicating with God. As long we are communicating with God. Let's go to the next one. Let's look at communication. Let's look at uh, communication. Let's look at communication. Communication is a two-way process. Communication is a two-way process. Now, in communication, that's where we have one speaking and the other one listening. One speaking and the other one listening. So, if you look at this process, we may have one person like, like somebody in the left and the other one on the right. The one on the left, they will spend, they, I mean, they will send a message. They will send a message. When they send a message or when you communicate with somebody who is on the other side, that person must be able to understand what you are saying. And that's what we call uh, decoding. To decode the message, it means you understand what the other person is saying. And when the person has decoded the message and understood the message, then they are able to interpret the message and they are able to send back the response or what you call feedback. What you call feedback. So that's what you call communication. For, for you to be able to communicate, one person has to listen, the other person has to speak. And as you speak, you must speak the language that the, the other person understands. It, it, it is useless if I speak Greek to you and you speak English. You don't understand what I'm saying, or I don't understand what you are saying. We can't call that communication. So, for, for you to be able to decode the message, I must speak the language that you understand. Now, in prayer, the, the language that God understands is His Word. So, when we pray, we have to speak God's Word. We have to speak what God wants us to speak. So, so you have to read the Word of God. You have to read the Bible so you can understand what God wants you to, to speak to Him. And when you speak to God, God in turn will speak back to you. So here we have the one who sends out the message and the other one who receives the message and decode the message. And after understanding what you are saying, they send back the feedback. They send back the response to you. So it's very, very important for us to understand that God will always respond to our prayers only if we speak his word. Now, if you look at that, uh, we also may also have what you call noise, you know, outside our conversation. We may have other things that are making noise. It could be a car moving outside, or we have, might be in the middle of the in the uh, in the middle of the crowds. It could be maybe we are at the mall or anywhere we are. There could be some noise, and that can also disturb our communication. But we have to stay focused. Now, noise in our case of prayer, anything that disturbs you, anything that uh, that acts as an excuse for, for us not to pray. That is noise. I'm too tired. I cannot do it. I cannot make it. I'm not in a good mood. I cannot. You know, all those are noises that the devil would always bring into our lives so that we cannot pray. But God wants us to pray even in the middle of the noise. God wants us to pray even when there is 
noise. So it's very, very important to understand that we should not allow any noise. We should not allow anything to stop us from communicating with our Father or communicating with God. Once the relationship is built, the rest will follow. You know, if you look at uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, God wants us to focus on building a relationship with his kingdom. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other what? Things, underline the word things, things, things. Most of the things, in most cases when we pray, we pray for things. He says those things will be added to you. Focus on building the relationship. Once the relationship is built, the rest will follow. So we must focus on building our relationship with God. Like I said, when you pray, prayer is not a monologue but a dialogue. You speak to God and God speaks back to you. How does God speak back to us? You know, if you look at Psalm 46 verse 10, he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So at some point you have to pray, but then you reach a point where you keep quiet and be still and listen to God. Let God speak back to you. Because in most cases, we just go before God. God asks you to help me. God asks you to, to give me the money. God asks you to help me with the scholarship. I pray that you bless me, Lord, with a house. I pray that, Lord, you heal me. You heal my leg. Heal my stomach. Heal me, Lord. I pray that you bless my children. Amen. Then we go. And God says, but I want to speak back to you. I want to speak back to you. We have to spend some time. Just be quiet in the presence of God and say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. Because prayer, it's communication. It's a dialogue between me, between the father and the son, between the father and the daughter. That's what we call communication. That's what we call prayer. So after you finish praying, give God a chance to speak back to you. Just be, be, be quiet in the presence of God and allow God to speak back to you. Amen? So may God help us as we understand the discipline of prayer. May God help us to be more communicating with our Father and understand that prayer is the communication between us as His children and Him as our Father because we have a relationship with Him. Spiritual disciplines, they help us to grow our relationship with Him. Then we start to hear Him more. We start to understand Him more. As you continue to pray and communicate with Him, then you become more and more uh, sensitive to His Spirit and God will always speak to you. Amen?